Welcome back to the Cowboy Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Sharp, joined by co-host Chad Waldron. Hey, Justin. Good to be here again today. And it's been a while since we've done an episode, but today we are doing another special guest, and that is Joe Carlin, past Northlake FFA member. So how are you doing today, Joe? Good. How are you guys? Oh, pretty good. Uh, so I don't have we ever met in person before, Joe? I, I don't think we have. I don't think so. You probably no. know my dad, Clayton, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. But anyway, so what year did you graduate from Northlake? I graduated Northlake with the skin of my teeth in 2010. Yeah. <laughs> a while ago. And you had Mr. Walden yeah. all four years, right? Yeah. Or six, yeah. I guess. I was, yeah, six years, and I was, as, I was a TA in... I think I was a TA in Woodshop and Metal Fab. Yeah, you were one of those students that spent almost your entire senior year out in the shop, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we got everything done that we needed to do, and it was either I think yeah I think my my last term of high school I was either in shop I had three shop classes and two PE classes. Oh, there you go. Yeah, see, I'm in the same boat. I come in. I think I go uh, four hours instead of seven, and then I have shop for the last two. So. I don't do a whole lot either. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah, that's the way to go. Uh, so you were in FFA all four years, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, what kind of stuff did you do there? Uh, mostly we did, uh, I think I think my my FFA generation was, I think, the first ones to do soils. Um, so soils was always pretty big all four years. Um, and then shop skills, tractor driving, um, we did Parley Pro. That was that was always kind of fun, but uh, I never participated in any of the speeches or anything like that. Yeah, mostly the, the hands-on, the fun part of FA, the hands-on part. Yeah, or what I think is the fun part. You went to state convention, probably, right? Yeah, we went to state convention all four years. Um, that was a lot of fun. Those were always fun trips. Yeah. Did you ever go to DC or national convention or any of that? Yeah, yeah, we went to. Uh, um, DC and then what did we do? Waldron, we went, we went to DC for the week that that was happening. And then we, then Waldron had, uh, his sister-in-law lived in New York city. So then we went up and stayed with them for. Okay. So, oh, that's right. That, so that would have been Washington leadership conference. I, that's right. You and John Sprague was the, was the guys that we went to New York city and I, I about, I about got thrown in jail at Yankee Stadium. Remember that story? Yeah, yeah. We snuck into Yankee Stadium. Um, we also tried to sneak up on into Rockefeller Plaza. Uh, we claimed that Katie Kirk was John's aunt, and we were surprising her. <laughs> we got thrown off that elevator. Yeah, that was you. Uh, you had a you had a lot of guts <laughs> yeah. taking us to the big city. How'd you sneak into Yankee Stadium? Uh, so the the what was it? The All Star Game was the night before. And uh, the next day when we walked by there, they had one of the maintenance gates open because they were, like, taking dumpsters out and whatnot or cleaning the field, I guess, what they were doing. And so we were just walking by, and we saw an open gate. So we, we darted, and we were just going to run in there and get our picture taken. And then uh, security caught us pretty quickly and gave us a formal chastising. Holy cow, that's a good one. Yeah, I don't think we've ever done anything that wild in terms of across the country, but – that that trip i took these guys to get pizza and and i think we hit at least a dozen places in new york in the couple days we were there and the very last night we were there justin that's what john and joe want to do and so we got in a car and went and 
got some New York pizza the very last could, night, late at night. Could, well, uh, well, we had that gal from Lakeview with us, too. Um, her name's escaping Danielle me. Blair? Danielle Blair? Uh, D- D- Danielle Blair. Uh, Danielle John. Uh, Danielle, it wasn't Danielle Blair. It was Danielle, Danielle Johnson, I think, is her married name now. But uh, Danielle Callahan was her uh Okay. Her name. And, and I remember when we were taking the uh, subway down to the Bronx of the Yankee Stadium, uh, Waldron, that whole trip, mostly told John and I, you know, don't try to look like too much like a tourist if we get in, <laughs> if we go to a bad place or something. You don't want to stick out like a sore thumb. And uh, that Dan- Danielle Callahan was wearing a I Love New York. Oh, that's right. Uh, oh, New no. York City t shirt when we went there. And I think. Uh, we get on the subway and uh, there's uh, the doors close and this these two gentlemen step on and they say, "Oh, this is only going to take a minute." And I just look right at John, just thinking, "I've seen movies. This is where we everybody gets robbed on the subway." <laughs> and uh, I mean, horrible. I'm a horrible judge of character because they were selling a uh, C's candy bar for a uh, for a Catholic school. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I I just remember looking at Danielle Johnson. Uh, or Danielle Callahan and just thinking it was all her fault because she had that I Love New York shirt on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> was that the first time you guys went to New York, Mr. Waldron? Yeah, I I think so. I've been there a few times with students. I can't remember which trip is which, but yeah, I think that was the first time with students, and that was pretty scary for me too. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, 10 days in D.C. was was pretty wild. I, I can only imagine going to New York for three or four of the first part, part of that trip. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so what do you do for a living now, Joe? Uh, I do. So my, my nine-to-five job is uh, I'm the territory manager now for MCP Petroleum. Um, it's the company I started with right out of college. Um, originally, I was the – the official term was grain merchandiser. I bought and sold large vessels of wheat that they would ship overseas to turn into uh, noodles and flour. And then since then, they bought they bought a petroleum company in Bend, Oregon, and I uh, had to get out of Wasco. It's uh, the same size as Fort Rock with only one bar, so I had to move to a little <laughs> bit more civilization, being a single man, and came down here to Bend and started running their petroleum division for them, and I've been doing that for the last four years I guess I've been in down here in Bend and then um, I, I still um, I still help with the family business it's just me now but uh, the doing construction and whatnot on nights and weekends and vacation so nice did you go to college to do kind of the same career as what your nine to five job is then or was it kind of just to you know find it when you yeah. get out and that's what you stick with kind of deal yeah no it was uh, I I started off going to college at Eastern Oregon University um, as an ag business student. And halfway through my freshman year, the attendance for ag business students at the satellite campus wasn't enough to keep the two professors. Um, And of course, that was 2014. There were some educational budget cuts going on. So they dropped the ag business program and I switched to business and economics. And that's what kind of led me into uh, the career of finance, uh, my first Right. not the career but my first job into into finance so okay did you like eou because i think i'm i'm thinking about going there but i don't know if i want to do it eou is a great school the uh the whole reason i went to eastern oregon is i 
<laughs> when I say I graduated with the skin of my teeth, I, I ended up having to write a letter to call it to, to all the colleges to, oh, no. <laughs> to have, have them let me in. With a, I think I still have it. Waldron even wrote me a letter of recommendation that said I wasn't a total dunce. I just didn't try very hard. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, I had to write a letter e- EOU. Oregon State, and then I applied for Chico State in California. And my parents um, were both familiar with Chico State, and that was totally out of the question. My personality down there, I wouldn't have graduated. Oh so yeah, I'm California. Thankful. <laughs> thankful they made that decision, and then it was down to Oregon State, Eastern Oregon. And Isn't Chico the state the uh, the ag the ag student party school of the West Coast? Yeah, party number one party school, ag land grant school on the West Coast. There you go. And, uh, I think my mom's brother graduated from Chico. Yeah, State. I think Mr. Hill called. went to Chico State too, so that says a yeah. lot. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's a. It was. It's a good school. I visited there several times in my college career, but uh, never went there. <laughs> Business trips only. Yeah, but uh, it was down to Oregon State in Eastern Oregon, and uh, I, I just kind of made the decision. I knew, I knew half the ag. Uh, ag kids already at Oregon State because that's where everybody from Lake County goes. Uh, it seems like, and I just kind of decided that I, I they're my friends, but I don't need to go to school with them. I want to go out and kind of forge my own path, and that's that's ended up how I landed on Eastern. And they were one of the three colleges that would actually accept me. So yeah, did you ever consider going to Blue Mountain or any of those? Uh, no, I I didn't. Uh, you know, in hindsight, I I think uh, going. Going to Blue Mountain or TVCC for two years would have been a great, great deal. Um, but I, I, on, honest God, when I went to when I went to college, I didn't think I was going to make it longer than a year, just because I thought I would get sick of being in school and uh, want to drop out and just go get a job somewhere, you know, in construction or doing something that I grew up doing. Um, so I was like, oh, or Eastern will do for now, and we'll see what happens. And then I ended up loving it, made some really good friends up there, and. I, I went I went to Eastern for freshman sophomore year and then I had a sister I had, I have a sister that was a college recruiter for University of Idaho and uh, she drug me up to University of Idaho for a year and uh, I liked it but uh, Eastern was always kind of home at that point and so then my senior year I transferred back down to Eastern and that's where my degrees actually from. Okay yeah it seems like a lot of people I talked to like Joe Warden who graduated last year he's going to Blue Mountain. And I guess it's a little different now just because everybody's doing online school, but he said just the, you know, aspect of going to college is probably more of a learning experience than actually being in college unless you're getting some sort of, you know, engineering or technical degree. Well, yeah, I think that's that's an excellent point. I don't, I don't think it matters what, what you go to college for. Um, I've always kind of thought college is uh, 20% academics and 80% just learning about yourself And because, I mean, that's the first time you're – you're really making decisions 100% solely on your own and you're paying, you're kind of paying your own way. So I think that's, yeah, what Mr. Warden said is uh, absolutely correct. I know it was for me that in, in college, it, yeah, academics was, a, was a, a pretty good part of it, but m- more or less it was just learning about yourself and making your own way is, is really why I'd encourage people to go to college and not necessarily a traditional four-year college, but, you know, get out get out of your hometown or your home county for a couple of years and you, you learn you learn way more than you ever thought you did when you were there yeah you especially know? if you're from north lake because not a lot to do here yeah yeah well there's you know i lived in sherman county for four years and it's it's the same boat so it's it's everywhere but i mean it's 
I think the biggest takeaway is just to get out and actually go see the world a little bit. Home's always going to be home and it'll always be there, you know? Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah. Did you ever, is there anything in FFA that you really took with you to college, I guess, is kind of what I'm getting at here? Yeah. Uh, probably, uh, again, FFA, I kind of applied the 80, 20 rule to it. Uh, it was uh, 20% actually <laughs> doing the, uh, doing, doing what we were supposed to do. And the 80% was just socializing. I mean, learning learning how to start a conversation with somebody you know just being around people making friends um even when i was an ffa a lot of my high some of my good high school friends um i only ever saw at ffa events you know so probably just the, my biggest key my biggest takeaway uh, and what i think the ffa does as an organization really well is is it, it forces kids to be to socialize you know and and get out and see see a little bit more than what they would just normally see in school so yeah. especially rural schools like north lake you know where we're from there's like i said there's not there's not a whole lot of other activities to do besides go to school and work so yeah it, it, it provided another avenue so yeah you went to leadership camp right in the spring yeah yeah okay uh, so that's that's to that point that's one thing that as a freshman i thought was kind of dumb the whole no potting thing where you're not supposed to get caught talking to people from your own chapter but like looking back as a junior i think that rule probably is one of the best things that you could possibly do at one of those camps. Cause then when you get to even state convention or bigger events, you know who you're talking to. Yeah. I think, I think leadership camp, uh, my second year, I was second or third year. Um, I was a, what was I? Waldron, I, the, the central Oregon, I was on the central Oregon leadership team, whatever they, the team? were you uh, did, did, vice president of the district or really? I no, I think I was sentinel? just, what were you? I was, I was, I was sentinel and I only ran one hey, year I was that because, too. uh, after the, uh, polar bear plunge, um, <laughs> we, another district officer and I decided we didn't want to wait in line for the, uh, for the hot showers. So we beat all the ag teachers up and we went and used the ag teachers shower rooms and uh <laughs> mr hill i think caught us i mean just was he mad was, oh he was 50 <laughs> oh my gosh i oh man he was and you know <laughs> we didn't think it was that big a deal we were done by the time we were w- literally walking out the door when when uh the advisors were going to take a shower and they just yeah that was that was another that's hilarious probably source of heartburn for waldron that was pretty gutsy to do yeah, you know, with <laughs> yeah. with leadership camp, the students usually spend the first night whining and how they want to go home, and then the second night they're whining because they don't want to go home. That's how leadership camp usually works, Justin. So yeah. the first twenty four hours not mm-hmm. so fun, and then it gets pretty good because yeah. you've made some friends and met some people. Yeah, no, that's 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 just it, and that you know, like it's tying back in. I mean, that that's probably the most important life skill that FFA teaches. Uh, young people yeah so were you a district officer just one year then or did you go sophomore yeah and junior? Uh, i think it was i just sophomore sophomore and junior I, I i can't remember why i didn't run my junior year i maybe you got impeached and the visors wouldn't let you run since you took all our hot water <laughs> I, I, think, I, I think it i think it might have been something close to that they were saying you know you might be a little bit too much of a loose cannon to mold the minds of the young freshmen yeah <laughs> yeah well, yeah, I see. Think, yeah, I guess I did. I was Sentinel sophomore, junior, and now I'm vice president. So I guess you got to go through the whole process of kind of organizing leadership at camp, then, right? Yeah, yeah, and that was that was kind of fun. It's a lot know? of fun, yeah. It's a like, you know, like I said, it's a. It was a good. It was definitely a good experience. 
yeah. all, all throughout. I think I definitely kind of appreciated leadership camp more the second year when I got to organize it and all that, just because you see all the work that goes into doing it and not just, you know, see what it is, but you see why it is too. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But well, were you in FFA when Alan Overton was a state officer? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, he got, uh, he, that was, I guess Alan's only a year ahead of me, I think. Um, I think it was our, junior year when alan got elected when we were in Legrand, um when he got elected i can always remember the places i can't remember the times yeah. but yeah that was state conventions at Legrand. waldron got a speeding ticket and john day coming home and we had this giant uh cardboard cutout of <laughs> really? alan, alan Overton sitting in the car the one that's straddled. hanging up in the wood shop yeah. now yeah yeah it, oh. it, uh, there was like three of us in the car and walter gets pulled over and john and i are 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 separated in the back seat by alan Overton's cardboard waste what were you in the school pickup it was we were in that car the car that had the the driver's ed car that we tapped oh, the first on chevy lumina do you guys still have that uh, I don't think so. I bought that car from the school about probably about that year, and it's la- I had the kids who took it to college, and literally it broke down on the way home for Christmas. Or Levi was coming home for Christmas break, and it broke down. We finally got rid of it, so it's gone now. <laughs> uh, I love that car with the with the brake on the other side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> going along going along and hit the brakes, and oh man. So so what did the cops say when he saw the cutout? <laughs> He, he just he's like, where are you guys coming from? And we told him the story. He didn't get a ticket. I mean, we uh, and I I don't even know why. I mean, it was yeah. We were just we were coming out of John Day in the in the Canyonville and yeah, get pulled over. You didn't pay like five hundred bucks for the cutout like they have at State Convention before, did you? Hundred no hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Eighty bucks. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Uh. Uh, so, so do you get to vote for Alan Overton for state office then? Yeah, yeah, you know, and that, that's... I guess that's that probably kind of weird seeing it from the outside of the run, isn't it? You know what I mean? From being in your own yeah. chapter? Yeah, well, it's, it's kind of, I mean, honestly, if you look back and, and you and you kind of think of how state officers get elected, right, wrong, or indifferent, I mean, it, it's a lot like how our congressional seats work. I mean, yeah. uh, Alan was running, and then the whole three days that we were there... Um, you know, Avery Overton, myself, and John, we were we were going around and trying to campaigning. make alliances with chapters. Yeah, to campaign <laughs> to get the votes to secure Allen's win. And I never really thought about it until until just now. But I'm like, well, I, that's kind of how Congress works. Yeah. See, so yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to do that with Clayton and Dalton and all them if I run this year. If we get to do have delegates, but uh, yeah. But so I heard Mr. Waldron was telling about the story, and we got to bring it up. So I I guess Daniel Miles. I don't know if I want to call the story how you did well do you have do you have any daniel mile ffa stories you would like to tell joe oh one of the best daniel miles <laughs> FFA FFA stories it, yeah was uh was it when we went to a national convention uh, is that the one you're thinking of maybe i don't know I, if that's where we is were is it that or oregon ag tour i think we well there, there's there's the oregon ag tour that that that's its own separate podcast. That one, <laughs> that, that one, you'll probably have to get a different rating on your podcast yeah. to tell that one. But uh, I remember we go to national convention and we get there, we get, make it through the airport. And you know, that's what I got to applaud Waldron for is he, he takes kids across the country. And a lot of times that's the first time those anybody's 
been on an airplane. Yeah, WLC was the first time I'd ever been on a plane. Yeah, so Daniel Miles, he he said he had flown before, but uh, <laughs> Daniel Miles shows up. We we make it through. We get through the airport, and we land in Indiana. That was when it was in Indianapolis, and uh, we get there in the in our first day of conference. Waldron circles up all the North Lake uh, people and says, "Okay, here's where we're going to meet at." Um, everybody's got their cell phones and Daniel reluctantly raised his hand. Daniel made it onto the trip without a cell phone or a pocket watch. And he, and he was, uh, he was, uh, he broke his foot or something. So he was hobbling around the whole time. (laughs) And so I think Waldron's Waldron's intent to make sure, uh, John and I stayed out of trouble is we were in charge of Daniel because Daniel would slow us down because he didn't have a pocket watch or a cell phone and broke or halfway foot. Across, half, broken foot halfway across and the he country. would tattle on you if you did anything wrong yeah and he would tattle on us yeah I don't know Dan, Daniel's a pretty good keeper of secrets <laughs> so so how'd you accept the news knowing that you had to you know pack him around with you all around national convention Oh, you, we, you, gosh, you, you just, you just can't help but like Daniel. So yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. it, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. You know, he would, uh, he kept right up with us. I mean, we didn't, we didn't slow down much. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So the Oregon Ag Tour one, Mr. Baldwin was telling me about, there was, uh, I don't know, this might jog your memory a little bit. There was, uh, two cows, you know, making a calf out there and you had to shield Daniel from it. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Yeah, poor Daniel. He was kind of the brunt of a lot of them jokes. After <laughs> after he showed up after he showed up, I'm like, man, so sheltered he can't even he can't even bring a watch with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that 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 Oregon Act tour was a I mean, from an academic standpoint, that, that was a really good tour. Do you guys yeah. still do that? Uh you didn't last year, right? This year we might, right? Yeah. If we can do anything we if will. we can do anything we will. Yeah. Where, yeah, where so, do you guys go on yours? Everywhere? Uh, we were we went up to Portland and uh, we went and toured the uh, oh a couple of the shipyards and um, I guess it was really good academic I can't remember what else we did. Um, we went to the oyster farm that year and I think we went to a uh, a vineyard or a hop farm or something I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, we did we did that and uh, yeah that was that was a fun trip that that was the year that. Uh, Crawford decided that we were all going to ride on the Culver minibus and we packed like, I think the minibus seated like 12 people and we had, I, I don't know, like 18 or 19. And you guys drove I mean, all the way to Portland like that? It was miserable. Oh yes. my gosh. Miserable. And then Waldron and Crawford and all their wisdom decided there was, there was like four boys from North Lake and four boys from, uh, uh, culver um and they decided that it would be a smart idea to give us adjoining rooms um which in the end did not turn out well (laughs) yeah yeah that's right that was the year i think it cost you guys six hundred dollars because you put a hole in the in the drywall in the bathroom right yeah is that why you tell us don't wrestle in the hotel room? yes (laughs) yeah that's exactly that's why. why is that that's what you were doing you know, you know what, and and uh, to tie this back into Daniel Miles, there, <laughs> uh, I remember when we get back on the on the trip. I, you know, I I was I told Daniel I said because Daniel wasn't even in the room where it happened. He was over there watching baseball or something, and uh, but Dan, Daniel ponied up and and uh, he paid his fair share. I was like, Daniel, you don't have to pay. You know, we'll make these other Culver guys help 
chip in for you you shouldn't have to pay but he did he uh he said i was there <laughs> i was like well you didn't Holy we cow. obviously weren't keeping a good enough eye on us because <laughs> oh that's a good one now yeah good old daniel he's actually the advisory committee chairman now so maybe oh, good maybe we should interview daniel we should, yeah and, and, he, and then he can here. give his take on all these stories yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah the more I, the more we interview people like you and you know past ffa members the more i realize why mr waldron tells us the things he does and then doesn't explain why because <laughs> there, there's been a few good ones that we've talked about on the podcast yeah yeah i can uh yeah I, you know i think i think I don't, I don't know waldron every year you're getting more and more strict or more and more lax because you've been through so much well i probably neither i'm just wiser so i can prepare and, and head off the problems a little bit better now i know what to expect so i can i can stop it before it happens i think yeah yeah but oh man that's a good one. anyway well on an end note here after all that uh what is one key piece of advice that you give high school seniors as we graduate this year I, I think i think it's you know kind of like what we talked about i mean your hometown's always going to be your hometown get out and get out and see the see the world a little bit whether you whether you go to a trade school um to to go get you know go get your cdl or a welding certificate or if, if you go to a traditional four-year college you can't you can't go wrong because the the experience you learn living on, on your own in the first four years of after high school are invaluable um you know you're that's i i'm 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 where i'm at because I, I was able to go out and make decisions for myself and, and uh, just live life and, you know, got out of Lake County for four years at least. Yeah, well, I think that's a pretty good message. So thank you, Joe, for coming on the podcast, and we would love to have you back later on. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you, guys. Yeah. You've been listening to the Cowboy Talk podcast, which can be found on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and shared on the North Lake FFA Facebook page weekly. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>